Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Episode 97. Good to see you all. Good to be in the house. I have a little different background today. I'm um, in the Cal near the California area with my family. I'll be here for a little while uh, with my uh, family, Griff and my baby. They're on their way to pick me up. We're on episode 97, Hebrew Congregation. Uh, we thank everyone who's been sending their emails in. I've received a, a bunch of emails. Uh, we're coming up to our 100th episode. So we want you to start sharing our episode. We want you to leave your email address and we're going to have a drawing on June 11 for two people for $100. So all you need to do is leave your email address on June 11, we'll be having that drawing. I wanna talk a little bit today that's something very disturbing, that Buffalo shooting. We know there was a, a Buffalo shooting. Um, I'm not gonna say that man's young name because he don't deserve his name mentioned here. He's an 18 year old uh, white supremacist. Uh, he's, he was a racially motivated extremist. And he had talked a lot about um, that we were going to take over anyone that's not white because we're having uh, babies. And so he uh, threatened to kill people at his prom. Nobody did anything. They did a, million, a mental evaluation. Nothing was done to this young man where he was able to go in and buy AR-15 gun and shoot up 13 people, 10 dying. Come on now, come on now. And so we're mourning all of us, the people, those innocent, that innocent blood was shed. And what's very disturbing is he, they just brought him in once again, uh, probably gave him some cookies, some milk, whatever. I'm being facetious when I say that, but he was brought in untouched. And they're talking about maybe, maybe life without parole. No one's talking about capital murder. Now, a police officer was killed. We know if this was a Black person, yes, I'm going to say it, it would be capital murder. And they would be talking about the electric chair or lethal injection. We've seen that also with uh, the insurrection. An officer was killed. Nobody has mentioned capital murder till this day. Nothing really has, has been done. And so... We think, I think about the book of Esther and how they were trying to genocide us then. And God gave us a right to defend ourselves. We're resilient people. We love the Lord, but we have the right to defend ourselves. In Purim, which is one of our celebrations in the book of Esther, God gave us that right. So no, we're not just gonna stand by and watch people just shoot up our, 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 our execute our men and our women and our children. And so, you know, all this is in the Bible. It, it's, it's a circle. And that's why you have to read the parashah. And talking about the parashah, our parashah was Leviticus 25 through 26, uh, chapters 25 through 26, our new parashah. And you can write this down. You have to start reading this Torah because history is being repeated. Our new parashah, Leviticus 26 through 27, up to the 34th uh, verse. When you read this parashah that we just had, it talks about the Jubilee, which is the Jubilee is like 50 years, which I just had my Jubilee celebration is 50 years. It's either 25 or 50 years. And you said, well, what's the Jubilee coming here? Well, you see that the Jubilee was about that abortion. It had been 50 years and now this law is being changed. And the abortions, what? Well, that was a genocide on us too, the abortion. 
Margaret Sanger putting all these family planning clinics in black areas to kill our babies. Come on now, now the Jubilees happened and they're changing the law. And what's crazy about it is the Democrats, and I'm gonna keep Easter keeping it real, they the one who want the, the abortion rights to stay the same. It's the Republicans that's trying to change it. And it's, it's, it's like, what evil is better, Republican or Democrat? It, it's two evils because we keep saying it, we're not supposed to be here, we don't belong here. We're from Israel. We're from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and we're never going to fit, truly fit in the United States. And we see it happening. We see the warfare going on. And so it comes down to who's going to police the police. Who's policing the police? The white supremacists are part of this, this, these internet attacks on us. The police officer, we saw him in the insurrection. Those wasn't no... Uh, people with their head shaved. These were our neighbors. These were judges. These were police officers. These were, were nurses. These were uh, law enforcement. These were firemen that was out there. Come on, y'all. We don't want to hear it, but it's real and it's happening and it's sad. In this parashah also, because there was a lot of meat in this parashah, it talks about selling our homes to their own people. Read the parasha, Leviticus 25 to 26. God ordered that we sell our property to the Israelites, the Hebrew Israelites, our own people. And you wonder why gentrification is going on? Because you're selling your property to the white man or people that's not Hebrew Israelites and they're forcing the, the tax rate up and forcing us out of our neighborhoods. The property that your grandparents had, you go in there and sell it and go buy you a new car after they didn't work their ass off to keep it. Oh, she said a bad word. Oh, you better watch it because there's an AR-15 in your face, down your throat. I really, I, I really mourn those innocent people. I'm going to play a quick song. And you can let that marinate in your spirit because it's going on and it's happening and it's, it's right around, it's next door to you. It's around the corner for you. They're ready. And I'm gonna let that marinate in your spirit. And I'm not talking about attacking people. I'm not talking about going out and murder people. I'm talking about defending yourself because that's what it's coming down to. I'm talking about getting a, a, a garden because a famine is happening, food taken off your table. We've been talking about it. I'm talking about a trust issue. I'm talking about quit aborting your kids. I'm talking about get you some property and land and quit selling it to everybody. It's all in our parish halls, all in the tour where rabbi keep talking about. Oh, that was back in the days. No, that's now, it's now. We see it, it's affecting us now. And so I'm going to play a quick song and then I'm going to open it up for a discussion on what I just said. Yahweh help us. And we said we're sorry to those families who had to experience that. It's just that we can't give up now. We can't give up. This is a song. We don't own any rights to the song. Be 
thank you. Hallelujah. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. No. And so the mics are open about the Buffalo, if you're just joining us, that Buffalo supermarket shooting. The mics are open. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what I think about it? I say, you know, this is not the first time, correct? Right. It's not going to be the last time. And every time something like this happens, we have protests, we have all kinds of vigils, and we get into an uproar. Every time it happens, I mean, it's continued over and over again. I mean, you can look at it and you just like turn a recorder on and, and backing it up and playing from the beginning. It's the same people, same things happening. And so what that tells me is if we continue to do the same thing over and over again, we must be mad. We must be absolutely mad because we're doing the same thing over and over again. And that's madness. Mm -hmm. So we have to realize that it's not working, right? And, and, make, and come to reality that something has to change. And the only thing that can change is us. We have to change. And until we change, we're going to stay in this situation. So, you know, and, and as far as the, the you know, the, the politics of it and all that stuff, abortion clinics, I don't care how many abortion clinics you have in my community, in my neighborhood. I don't care. You can have as many as you want. Operate them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I don't care. You know why? Because the people that know their God are not going to go in there. Now, if they're lost, people don't know, they're going to go in there for abortions. Now, there are other things that the people go in there for, you know, pap smears and for health reasons. That's good. But for those that are going in there for, for murder, they're not saved anyway, right? They're not. So let them put the abortion clinics. That's a political tool that they use to keep us divided. Because if you don't think that Republicans are getting abortion, having abortions, you're insane because they are the leaders in it. They're doing it. They're just not saying it out loud. It's just like saying there are no gay Republicans. There are thousands of gay Republicans. They are Republicans, not Democrats. They're Republicans. This is all madness. And as well, long I, as- I didn't, say, I didn't say they weren't doing it. No, I no, what I'm saying, it, you know, right. the point that I'm making is, it's not ours anyway. It's mm -hmm. them. That's right. I told and you. They're using us as tools, and we have to stop allowing them to use us as tools. We mm -hmm. know who we are. We know where we came from. And again, if we study the scripture, when the Lord says it's time to move, it's time to move. If you don't, nothing happens unless he allows it. What he is doing is allowing these things to happen to open our eyes, to realize that we're not in our own land. We're not where we're wanted. Okay? We have to... Oh, we, we are so brainwashed in the thinking that this is our country, this is our land. It's foolishness. It's madness. We were not invited here. We were here as captives of war. Whenever a war ends, the captives are allowed to go home. We can so, leave. So, so Rabbi, what do you say to the people, because you know you got them watching, that's going to say, well, get out there, go back to Israel or go back to Africa. What do you have to say to them? Let, let's I will talk go. About this. That's what I'm doing. I'm leaving. I thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that. I am leaving. That's what I'm saying. I know I don't belong here. 
I know what people say, come back. We want you to be here. We want you to come home. If my family- well, 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 What do you have to say, Rabbi, to the people who can't, who's not in a financial situation to leave like you no are? Such, no such thing. No such thing. You go to the store, you buy gas, you buy alcohol, you buy cigarettes, you, you buy dope. There's a, that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. We all have the financial wherewith to go. All you have to do is make a plan and go. If you put a plan in action, if you trust God and put a plan in action, he will see it through. So that's no excuse. No excuse. So you're saying, and I'm just being, I'm just playing the devil's advocate. So you're saying that everybody has a thousand dollars ticket to go over to Africa. And then once you get over there, you're going to need housing. You're going to need food. I mean, what, 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 what plan? Hey, can planning takes time. Now, right. It takes time. That's why I said, let's talk about this. Let's talk about time. this thing. Okay. And I, my my mind goes back to reparations. That the United States going to have to give us our money to get up out of here. A lot of people are waiting on that. Don't okay. wait on them. Don't wait on that. Don't you wait on that. Make your plan. Sell bottles. Get into an investment club. Get to, pull your money together and get, as I might say, get the hell out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, get out. Let's go. It's time to make a decision. Stay here and get killed be deprived, underestimated, undervalued, and marginalized, stay in it. If that's what you want, stay in it. If you think that this is your home, your land, stay here. Do the best you can. God bless you. Stay here. Stay in the pot. And but I stop complaining and I, when they and kill say, you. And I say to the ones who are going to stay here, who financially saying, hey, United States has, has worked out for me because we know there's some rich uh, Hebrew Israelite Americans here. You still have to teach your fruit. You still have to teach them what's going on. You still have to teach them the Torah. You still have to prepare them and get them ready. Because not everybody want to go over to Africa. Not everybody want to go over to Israel. But you have got to teach them. You have got to get back to the root of this thing. You got, they have got to know who they are. Stop complaining. If you're going to stay, stop complaining. All right? Stop. If, you, if you're going to stay here, and, you, and every time somebody get killed, just Get up, go to work, or do whatever you're going to do, and stop complaining. That's it. I don't want to hear no complaints. You have a choice. Stay here and accept it and live in it, or say, I'm going to make a plan. I'm getting out. That's it. No complaining. Right? No complaining. I feel sorry for the families that lost, but you have to make a decision. At come the point in time, you have to decide, is there a better way? And there is a better way. But again, I made a lot of money here in the United States. But even in making a lot of money, I still, um, I, I realize that I'm not in my homeland, that I could do better, 10 times more, much better in my own land than I can here. And it, says, and it states in this parashah too about buying from your own. It's all in the parashah. This is not nothing we're saying. It's in the parashah. If you read Leviticus 25 to 26, and that's why we said to follow it, it talks about buying from your own, selling from your own. You can't afford your land. Uh, have your somebody in your family buy it, not going outside the Hebrew Israelites. It talks about all of that, keeping the money with the wealth within the family. And if you do sell it to somebody, make an agreement that you can buy it back at some time. You can do that in real estate. Make an agreement. If I can't pay you back in seven years, it's your property. If I can, this is the price we're going to, I want to buy it back for. There's agreements you can make. It, it states all of that. That's early in the Bible. Mm -hmm.
Anybody else? I know Coda Lisa, go ahead. Yes, um, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, your speak, your, your spiel about what uh, the incident that happened, it reminds me, it takes me back to um, when the children of Israel before, uh, the, well, during the time of Moses and the um, Egyptians, the, the, those that were in power looked and said, okay, it's too many of them. We got to get rid of them. And of course, we sort of helped, we started selling our stuff to uh, the people. We started selling our stuff to the Pharaoh and all of his court and buying, you know, um, and then we began to sell ourselves. And so that's when the trouble came in. But uh, Abraham, um, he told them, he said, this is what's gonna happen. This is what's gonna happen. So it had already been set up, but Hashem had a plan as well. And we had to walk that plan out. Sure, he sent the plagues. He sent 10 of them. This is in the plan. And he told them, this is what I'm gonna do. But Pharaoh was not gonna hear you. The government doesn't hear us. Mm -hmm. See, so he had a plan. We worked out the plan. We didn't know it, but we did. Our people did. And when the last one came up and he spoke out of his mouth, you know, all your firstborn will die. That was it. That was the clinger. And so it turned. He said, you shouldn't have said that. I'm so sorry. So he left and he told the Hebrews, this is what you're going to do. You're going to sprinkle this blood over the doorposts and lentils. You're going to get your house ready. Once you've done that, do not come back outside. Do not come outside. And um, the death angel came through. And it did not just get the firstborn. It got the firstborn everywhere. Animals, locusts, whatever was firstborn. It got them. So he had a plan for us. Now, the thing is for us to follow the plan. We have to make a plan for ourselves to exit. And the plan is beginning to progress now. You see what's happening in the times and the days. It's getting faster. It's yeah. getting more often. Well, when, that, when, like Dow said, Jones, when, when Dow Jones crashed, which we see is going down, they're going to put us out. <laughs> I so, believe strongly when that stock market crashed and the famine hits, that's when they're going to say, you all, we can't feed you. You need to get out. Yeah. And if you no, don't that's have a garden. Really that's know? when they really go crack the whip and say, we need some more slave. They're going to put you <laughs> back in bondage, get that free labor. That's what they're going to do. That, that's it. Because they don't want you to leave. They want you to be here. They need free Who's labor. do the work? They need somebody on the bottom. They need somebody to work. See? So wise up, open your eyes, you know, take that's heed. They, yeah, that's why they're putting you in jail. Because oh, so, in jail, so, it's, so legal, media, it's legal uh, slavery. A lot of hate supremacists are forming on this social media. It, it, it's it, it's it's bad, but it's helped us to expose the devil because we've used these cameras and these social medias to say, see, see, this is what we've been talking about. And it just didn't start. It's just now they can see it. Now it's being recorded. But who controls social media? And I'm not going to say it on here because this episode won't make it on. We know who controls social media. We know they put out what they want to put out. They're always showing us on welfare, murdering, killing, and all this. I was just watching a show last night here in my hotel room about this doctor, Caucasian, who had killed his wife, bust her head, 
and then put her in the shower and act like she slipped in the shower. So all these stories are being told on little uh, the Lifetime channels and stuff, but you don't never see it on the news media. You never see it on the news media. And then on the news media, when a Hebrew Israelite does something, they show their face, they show their family, they show the neighborhood smoking the cigarettes and flip-flops. Yeah, I saw uh, Jeremiah over there doing this. Caucasian, something going on. You don't, all you see is a yellow tape. You don't see their families. You don't, you don't see anything going on. It'll probably be weeks before we get a picture, before we get the sniper, get to see who they are. Come on now. We know what's going on. Well, Easter, what can we do about it? We're telling you what you can do about it. That's that, how to move forward. So, yeah. anybody yeah, uh, elaborate on it? Yeah, um, can, can you hear me? Yes, I'm in the car. Yes. Okay, um, what I was going to say, man, is like, while you're right about social media, the thing is, is that like, we can talk about that all we want, but we also got to talk about the heart problem that exists as well. Like, yeah, social media is allowing these folks to amplify these voices and do that, that kind of stuff. Um, but I heard, you know, politicians being like, oh, you know, it's social media's fault. It's these hate groups. I'm not saying that you said this, sister. I'm just saying this is what I've heard, that the politicians are like, it's social media's fault. They got these hate groups on there and they're feeding violence and all this stuff. And it's like, we can say that all we want. This is a tool that's being used, but it's the heart of the nation. When you have a nation that is built on genocide that's built that's stolen uh god's people like this it, i mean malcolm x said the best the roosters got to come home to crow and so the soul of the nation is is just filthy and what we see i, I believe in a lot of situations is the soul of the nation is just being expressed now satan's coming for what's his this this nation is sold and sold to satan in taking us in genociding the native americans and doing all this stuff and so satan's just coming for what's his um, and so, you know, I know Rabbi already touched on it, but when we talk about, you know, I talk to my friends and it's like, oh, you know, this, all this racial stuff. I'm like, man, it's not about race. It's about ethnicity. Race is a, a, a surface level thing that they're trying to get you to, to believe that so that we stay in this back and forth. But it's not about that. It's about who you are, it's not about what color you are. And so uh, it's the heart. Know, it's, it's the heart of men right now that's going on. Go ahead, Minister Griff. Yeah, it, it's the heart of men, but it's an ancient war. You know, it's an ancient assault on the seed, of, on uh, the seed of, of the Semites. And so, you know, we can call it what we want to call it, but it's really insane that, you know, we believe, hey, if we just march some more or if we get the right politician in office, then it's going to be all right. It ain't been all right. It's only gotten worse. And as Rabbi said, I mean, at, at some point, we got to look at the insanity that we're going through. It's insane what we're going through. It's insane what we're doing. Um, and allowing this, I'm not going to say allowing this, but, you know, continuing to just do the same thing, expecting a different outcome. And so I'll just, that's all I wanted to say was, you know, it's not a race problem. It's, a, it's an ethnic problem. And somebody, they know who we are, or at least the enemy knows who we are and continues to attack us in this way. But it's not just that. It's also so bad that it's in our own psyche. And listen to our music, listen to, you know, uh, the, the the shows that we watch and the things that that we entertain ourselves with it's in our own psyche as well and so it's just the poison runs so deep in this nation that, that literally you know it's just trying to vomit us and we want to stay we the change is not going to start in office the change is not going to start 
Uh, even with us hitting the foot the pavement, at this point, it's got to be something different. We got to do something. And that radical means getting back to the root, trying to get back to the root of who we are and why we're here in the first place. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I, I, yeah, I like I like to just take piggyback. You know, one of the smartest things that we can do, and and this is not coming from Rabbi Absalom. This has been said by many people. Uh, is get yourself another passport to another country. Choose your different country where people are friendly to you. Get your passport there. Get yourself established as a resident there. Keep dual. Keep your citizenship here but have an escape plan, an escape route. Money is easy. You hear what I'm saying? Money is easy, all right? What's hard is your mindset, changing your mindset about the circumstances. If Israel could go to the desert with nothing and survive 40 years, what do you think you can do today with all that we have available to us? We have to change our mindset and begin to realize that money is a tool and money is easy. You just have to make a plan and go after it. But again, I stress this. People are doing, have one passport. Mm. And I'm talking about getting two passports. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a passport, you're a prisoner. Mm. If you don't have a passport that you can get out of this country, you are a prisoner. That's the truth. Get yourself a passport. Get yourself two passports. One here and one somewhere else. I don't care where you choose. I hope you don't choose Europe. I hope you don't choose some nations that, that don't look like you. I hope you choose a nation that looks like you. You know, mm -hmm. you have a land that you can go to. But get to have two passports. Have your begin your your plan, your exit strategy right now. You should have started years ago. Start it now. If you're just hearing this now, start it now. Remember, two passports, but first one passport. Get two passports, find your spot, and start digging in. Get your plan together. You can do it. You can do it. It's not how too to, late. How to move forward. This is all what we're talking about. We're already the awakening, and that's what the Hebrew congregation is about. That's what the, the Lord had given me, the awakening, our identity, and how to move forward. We've, we're already awake. We know we are the original Jews. We know we're the Hebrew Israelites. We know we came from Shem. It's been proven the DNA, our identity, awakening. Now, how to move forward. These are things we do to move forward, making a plan. He said, well, uh, nothing's going to happen soon. It's happening. We're in it. Yeah, yeah. It, we're in it. Yeah. Biblically, it says from 2019, when the 400 years is up, we only got 30 years left to, to do the move and to get up out of here. Read it, 30 years. That would make me 80 years old. I expect to still be alive then. We're in it. The process is going on now. Anybody else have any comments? Well, my, my question here, and I think I know the answer, but my question, Rabbi, is can we stay here, separate ourselves, and achieve the same outcome? Is there any way to, you know, because, you know, at one point, uh, they almost put all black folks in Alabama and, and <laughs> took it away from the U.S. and made it its own, you know, separatist uh, country. Um, so is there any option for us to stay here and move to the country or whatever it may be and try to separate ourselves or is the only option to leave? Frederick Douglass said the same thing. 
<laughs> okay. So and that was when 1866, 1865. Who said the same thing, Rabbi? You cut they're out. Saying, yeah, they're saying the Frederick same thing. Douglas. Frederick Douglass. They okay. were saying the same thing. And this is yep. 2000. So my answer is, it's not going to change. Yeah, we have to change, mm -hmm. right? We, we were singing in the '60s. What's going on? I tell you, what's going <laughs> on? And then this is my country. You know, all this stuff we were singing, and, and you know, uh, it's got to be a better way. All these things we were singing, the the music of the time, it was telling us, you know, who and Gil Scott Heron, the revolution will not be televised. 1972, the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. All these things were going on then. And guess what? This is 2000 and what? 22. 22. And we're still doing the same thing. So my answer is, it's not going to change. Yeah. We have to change. And you can't do it in the country of your captors. You can't do it in the country of your captors. You've got the to get the, out the, of the, the war zone. The, the soil like Minister Griff says, crying out from when the genocide on, on the uh, the Indians, our indignance from the genocide on us. Yeah. It's so much blood in this ground and in this earth. It, it has to, God has to bring a vengeance on them. His vengeance is his. And well, then, yeah. The soul, the, the, yeah, go ahead. The, the soul of the nation is just filthy. And, and I mean, who can dispute that? I don't care how much you love America. You can't dispute that the soul of the nation is filthy. You can't dispute that this nation has sold its soul. And the person that they sold their soul to is going to come back for what's owed to him. And that's what we see in our in, in all of our interactions in this nation. It's not just even with us. It's, you look around just how evil it is on so many levels, but especially with us. It's, you know, it's a long time coming. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it is. The fullness of time is at hand. Yeah. The fullness of time is at hand. At the end of the fullness of time, things change. What did the messenger mm -hmm. say to the lot? He said, we can't destroy it until you get out. Mm. We can't destroy it until you get out. That's deep. You can't destroy it until we you get can't out. can't destroy the United States until his people get out of it. That's you right. You can't destroy can't. it. He can't do what he's going to do until we get out. Because he, mm. he, he says, all Israel will be saved. Mm. <laughs> but, but, but Rabbi, let me ask you this. Back in, uh, in Egypt, were there Israelites, were there folks who didn't put the blood on their doorposts yes. and got their firstborn snatched? Were there yes. Israelites yes. who, who when, ex when Exodus came, they said, nah, man, we're going to chill here with these onions and y'all go ahead without us. And they stayed, you know what I'm saying? Like, and they true. And, and you'll find and that die. in your sefer yeah. that Hashem created a Leviathan. Uh -huh. They thought that they could hide in the closet. They thought they could hide in the roof. They thought they could hide in the garage. That thing came up out of the earth mm. <laughs> and took wow. them. He don't play. He mean what he say. Uh -huh. What has been will be. Yeah. So if you think you can stay here, and it's going to be all right. Stay. My power, my power. Everybody that wants to stay, stay. But, and it tells us how to dwell amongst the enemy. You know, have children, you know, plant your gardens, get do that and pray for the peace. He said, pray for the peace. He wouldn't say pray for the peace if it, if there weren't gonna be trouble. Yeah. You pay for the peace because there's trouble, okay? But he said, there's a better place. And for the children of Israel, those who are belong to him, he's waiting for, he's wait, he's put it in our power to lead. And now there's gonna come a time when Mashiach comes, he's gonna send the word out. 
And he sent the word out. You still don't have to obey him. You can stay here. He's going to call for you. Who's saying he's not calling now? He might be calling you right now. Because it says, I don't know the times nor the season. It's only in the Father's hands. So, so that means it's going to be more calling than just one. More exodus is just than one. There are going to be times and seasons when the people are called out. So you have your time. For me, my time is now. Your time may be a different time, but if you stay in it, you're going to see more and you're going to experience more than you need to. Mm. See, I'm going to go out there and, and, and build my wealth where the Lord sends me in peace. It's just unbelievable to me. You know, when you get to talking to folks who even folks who trust you, they look at you crazy when you start saying it's not about race. It's, it's, it's bigger than yeah. that. And yeah. This thing is ancient. It's bigger than black and white and they look at you like no it's just because we're black and yeah. it's like man like how how do you get to this point where folks start to see it's not gonna matter the marching doesn't matter I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter you know i don't want to you know but it's not going to move the needle in the way in which we need to move we can march right. all we want we can protest yeah. we can yeah. people think and, 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 you know it, it's a it's a sincere valiant effort, right? They're giving it like, they're sincerely doing this, expecting uh, change, but like, how long do we have to do it before we realize there's no change coming? Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing coming for us. Yeah. We gotta go do it ourselves. We gotta get out of here ourselves. We have to do it ourselves. Our wealth is there and it's yes. easy to get. Yes. We just have to Plenty milk of our mind. See, people but don't you know want what? the, the golf Minister, cart yeah. upset. Yeah. When you tell them something different, I've been rolling on these two wheels for I don't know how long. Here you come talking about I can have treadmill and I can do it this way. And I, they don't want that upset. <laughs> it's the yeah. security in that. Yeah. That's where yeah. they find their security. Yeah. But when you, you know say what? do it yeah. like this or put it on a track or make it mobile uh -huh. or make it automated. Oh, no, I can't do that. I got these two handles. I got to walk it this way. I can't. Yeah. So you upset their cart. <laughs> and then they look at you. That's why they what? Look at you strange. Because you upset in the car. Do it's different. This say what you gotta say and move on. Uh, right. If they people, accept people, it, that's great. That's people, fantastic. People, you won, are, you've gained. But if people, they don't, you can't stay there with them and you can't convince them. People are mm -hmm. complacent and we are peculiar people. They they find us different. It says that in, in the Bible, we're we're peculiar people. Yeah. And um, we're not perfect. We we have our flaws. But God gives us things and he, he gives us discernment and we, we're, we're here to spread the good news. We're not asking anybody on here for anything, but to spread the good news in his word. That's all we can do. And after that, you kick the dust off your feet and keep it moving. And your job is protect your family. That your, your wife in the car and your, your baby in the backseat right now, you go, your, that's your, your seed your fruit, your wife, that's your job. Teach them and protect them as the head of that household. Yeah. I, I guess what I was going to say. My, 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 say. <laughs> my, my last question is, my last. Rabbi, I was going to say something. No, I said I forgot. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll, I'll say my, my last question is, you know, what do we do right now? You know, like, you know, there's a plan that's in place. We know what has to happen here in the future. We have to walk towards that. Um, but like, you know, what do we do right now when people are looking and, you know, they're hurting and, you know, as a teacher, it's like, 
you know, what do I get across to these kids right now? Because I can't, I, I can't come at them in certain ways because I'm still in the system. Even to being at a Christian school, or whatever, I can't say certain things without upsetting and possibly losing my job. And so it's like, what do we do right now to say that uh, we see what's going on and we understand who we are and this is how we move forward in the immediate. I guess that's my question. My, what do we do right now? So, so my, my answer to you, and then Rabbi can go ahead, is all that wealth and knowledge you, you have, start a congregation among the parents, and then they'll bring the children in and they're able to hear. I mean, that's one of my, that's one of my solutions I see is that you need to get in your rightful place as a minister and minister down to the parents to get through to the kids. Cause like you said, the schools aren't gonna let you do it. But go ahead, uh, Rabbi, that's one of the ways I think. Yeah, you have to get to that point, but you have to operate within the system until you can get to where you want to be. But you have to begin today. You can't wait, right? You start making those moves. But again, you, for right now, you find yourself now, your decision is made. So you still have to operate within the system because you have to survive. But in your time, start your plan, start working it. Start networking with different people. There's a lot of, of, of community. We have a community, we think sometimes, is people that are, are near to us, but community is worldwide. It's people that, like-minded people working together toward a common goal. And we as Israel, we are a common a people that are working toward a common goal. And for us that have been in, in the enslavement, we are still the same people working toward a common goal as a community. Unfortunately, right now we're still fragmented, but, the, but when you start networking and finding the people that, that are striving to do the same thing you are. So the group that I, I found myself attached to now are those that are really to, are ready to leave this place and have made a decision that this is not the place for us. And so we started making our move to leave this country. And, and we didn't start this. This has been going on since the 1800s, okay? We're just another wave of people that, that have come to the realization that we've got to, we've done all we can to make a change here. It's not happening. We're working in community, we're working in government, we're working in schools, we're working in all parts of society, but we're not making a change. It's still, and so we've said, well, we've done our part, so now it's time for us to, to do better. And we're looking, and again, the people that have already left, they've been there 40 years in the continent of Africa, people that have just gone two and three years ago, some have just, some are leaving today. On their way back, they're getting a little piece of getting renting a house, $300 a month. Listen at this, $300 a month, two, three bedroom apartments. And they get into the land and they find out that these people are there and they're willing to help you start getting the business or whatever, you know, don't go looking for a job. Go start your business because that's what Africa is about. Entrepreneurship, business. If it be in ministry, if it's in children's homes, if it's in adult senior, there's something trash pick up. There's, there's all kinds of just opportunities there. And so, but you got to connect. You got to hook, get in, get connected to the system of, and the people that are there that are operating already doing what you want to do. That's our community. That's our community. And you find like-minded people that are educators, that are doctors and lawyers, all walks of life, still all here working their plan to get out. And then and one by one, we're moving. Families are moving and leaving. But, but again, it's the mindset. Those people have been set free in their mind. They've gone and actually seen the land. They spied out the land. 
Now they say, oh, it is just like it is milk and honey. This is the land of milk and honey. The spies have gone out. The, ten, the, tw the 12 spies went out. 10 of them came back and said, it's good. Two of them came back and said, I can't stand it. Listen, 10 said it's good. It's just the opposite of what it was in the beginning. 10 have said, the land is good. It's flowing with milk and honey. We can do it. The other two said, we can. So let's go back to slavery. Like-minded people working together in a community to, for the same thing, the same goal. That's what Israel is. We are a common people all over the world striving to get back to the place so that we can be there when the Messiah shows up. But we can have it there for our, our children. Our posterity can be there gaining their wealth, gaining their place, getting back in line with the Torah and doing what the Father said. It's, it's you know, the plan, again, planning is so important. The mindset, changing the mindset, getting the mindset that we can do this. I can do it. First of all, I can do it. I can do it. And then you see, now we can do it. It'll happen. And it is happening. Okay. We and, go to Israel. And go then the, older, the older people who, like you said, are complacent, get a life insurance policy so that your fruit is able to get out of here. You about to check up out of here. You should be worth more dead and alive. Get a life insurance policy so that they have the money to move out of here. But go ahead, Rabbi. You know what? I'm glad you said that. I was something I don't want to give it to too many people, but there's an, there are investment strategies out there that beat insurance hand over fist. I mean, just tech. insurance has nothing to do on this, these investments that we have going on out there. But I, I only I only talk to a few people about it. But you know, and, and, and I've got people that I want to and, and let them do it, but I want them to see how I've done it before I give it to them. But uh, insurance, and I work in the insurance industry. I do annuities and all that stuff, and I've seen how it works. The people that make the money in insurance are the big companies. The agents and the people that are on earth, by the time you get to your annuity, you're, you're almost dead, or you don't get to do it. Your family gets to do it. You want the money where you can get it, spend it now. Insurance is fine, but you can be self-insured if your investments are right. You can start with a couple of hundred dollars and build it up and, and make that money the same way that they do. So, you know, there are opportunities that we never knew about, but now it's been open and now we're finding out that, oh, I could have been doing this all the time. Again, there's nothing wrong with insurance, annuities and nothing wrong with it. It's good. It's a good vehicle. Well, right. Rabbi, I'm living off. I, I live off an annuity now, right? Rabbi, you're gonna have to get with us that that secret money you got going on. We're so, gonna need to talk about that. Yeah, we we are. We're gonna talk about it, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, yeah. I started off. I'll tell you what I did. I started off with six hundred dollars. In a couple of weeks, I was up at two thousand mm. dollars. Yeah. Wow. And next week it'll be the next week again. Now, this is somebody said. Well, I got since I got serious about leaving. I said, well, I need to go ahead and build this wealth. So I said, and I said, money is easy. And I started utilizing what I already knew to do and, and got myself in, hooked into the system. And, uh, you know, it just grows. And I don't have to work and call people. I don't have to do any of that stuff. And I don't know a whole lot about investing. I so, tried it once. I got ripped off. Yeah. And so I haven't yeah. tried it again. So yeah. I, I, I wanted people. I went into yeah. the insurance game because... Yeah. I got ripped off by my own people. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, with, I have to. With some investments. Oh, I had that happen to me too uh, with my own people. Yeah, doing uh, in loan office, being a loan officer and, and working in insurance. I got wrapped off by the, you know, the, those that call themselves the brokers and stuff. I got ripped off too. I know what you're saying. By all, and my own people that did. And, right? and going back yeah. to the parashah, this parashah, it said, do not rip off your brother and sister. Yeah. Don't overcharge them. Make yeah. it market price. Yeah. It, it so, says that, right? It's all that stuff is in this parish shop. Yeah. And so any other, uh, anybody else want to say anything before we, uh, we don't it also says, it also says don't charge them interest as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usury. Yeah. Yeah. Usury. Yeah. Don't, Exorbitant. don't charge them interest. Well, we're already into and the parish. Then, it, and then it says if they can't pay you back after a certain time, you got to forgive them. Yeah. You, you just got to wipe it clean and let them have it. Yeah. After seven years, yeah, I've dealt. I've dealt. Well, with them, I've dealt with the Jews, with the white yeah. Jews in, in business. They wrote up a contract with me and try to get the interest. And see, God will show you who are you, who you are, before you even know. I just paid them what I owed them. I didn't give them that interest, and they never said a word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put on the last check, paid in full. Yeah, and they accepted it. And they accepted it. And yeah. once you write paid in full on the check, if that person cash it, it's paid in full. They never meant they never mentioned the interest. Because yeah. I had given them some free uh classes and stuff at my place. But anyway, we're not gonna go into that. But you're not even supposed to pay interest if you know who you are. Usually, yeah. Okay, so um Minister Griff, you're going in and out. I'm gonna mute you because you 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 in the mountains on your way to get me, so you're going in and out. Okay. Oh, I can hear you now. Go ahead, Minister Griff. Well, I was gonna ask a question. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, we yes. can hear you now. Um, and maybe I'm taking this too far. I don't know, but this is how I always felt. When we when we say no interest, um, it's supposed to be charged. Doesn't that isn't that active to our entire culture where there's a middleman where there's something that's produced and there's a middleman that handles it and this price gets spiked. For example, like a pair of shoes, I'm thinking about a pair of Nikes. You make those for about, you know, 20 bucks in a factory and then we end up paying $150 for them or whatever it is on that end. Isn't that a violation in itself of um, the principle of not charging interest? Aren't we all kind of tax collectors in that way? Anybody that's producing anything and then uh, charging like this this scaled up price for it, or is that overthinking that that principle? In uh, in our community, uh, if you're just talking about our community, that's that's where you have to realize it's our community. And in our community, there's offer and acceptance. You see, there's offer and acceptance on the other side too. But in ours is we set the price and we agree on the price and you pay the price. That's it. That's only for those that are Israelites in the community that are operating in the Torah. Understand, this is for only for those that are operating in the Torah in our community. If they're operating outside the, the if they're operating outside the Torah, they're not in our community, we can charge them interest. Okay. We're supposed to charge them interest. So so Rabbi, so so then like if I let's say this a simple scenario, let's say I create uh, let's say I, I, I screen print some t-shirts. And, you know, I paid the cost for the shirt and the screen printing and it comes out to three bucks, right? 
Now, if I go and I'm selling T-shirts to other Hebrew Israelites and I sell them for five bucks, have I violated that principle or am I just, you know, doing commerce or whatever and it doesn't violate that principle of not charging an extra tax or interest? Okay. So what you do is it's business. This is business. It's business. So you want to know right. what do I want? What is the minimum return I want on my investment? Right. In other words, when I build a right. shirt, I want to get a 30, I want to, my minimum that I want to accept from it is 30%, right? Or what it costs, uh, or my cost, because you know you got you got costs that you have involved. Right. So if you yeah. if you if it takes you two dollars to to make that shirt, and you set the price, you say, well, I want to at least make, uh, I want to make four dollars for myself, right? Uh, so you're gonna set your price at maybe six dollars above, or seven dollars above. But once you set your price, that's your price. Right. Now, when you when you go in the market, people are going to barter with you. If they barter uh, you down below that, you've already set where you you want to make at least four dollars. Right. So if you were going to make seven dollars, but they barter you down to that line to four dollars, and you cut it off, they said, "This is as much as I can sell it to you for. This is yeah. it. This is the this is my bottom line. This is bartering." Right. right? So, this so Griff, yeah, Griff yeah. you've gone too far with it. But you <laughs> can't charge. Yeah, it's one thing about business. It's another thing about gouging people. Yeah, it's, but this uh, is still now. This and is you good, have to know the is, difference between no, your price no. and interest. Yeah, this is a good question though. This is a good question though that he's asking. This is legitimate. Well, it's a good because, question because he, I'm not going to charge. Wait a minute. It. Wait a minute. But think about this now. Now, if a, if two if Israelites come and I set the price right, and I I know I want to make my thirty percent or whatever it is, you know, I'm not going to overcharge. You know, wait a minute. They say I want to buy it on time. Let's go on the time. Okay, we bought it for a price. You say, okay, I want it, but I can't pay it all at one time. You say, okay, now what do you want to do? I want to break it down into four payments. Okay, break it down to four payments. That's it, right? You say, well, you know, it's going to cost me for that. So I'm going to have to get at least two or 3% over that when you pay me back. Or one-fifth part. Actually, it's a fifth part. You could charge one-fifth part over that price. Actually, that's your, that's your interest. But you can't go... A, a hat of 50% over or 30% over, right? Because that's gougery. That's gougery. I, I, think a, I think a good analogy is with the real estate market because I do real estate. And so yeah. the houses, for instance, we're going for 400,000. Well, right now you can get 450,000 extra. So why would I sell you, my son, or one of my cousins? Because it's saying, keep it, try to keep it in the Hebrew Israelite community. Why would I charge you 450,000 when I know right now it's going for 400,000? I wouldn't charge you 450,000. Would I, Minister Griff? No, I hope not. I would, I would charge you the 400,000, the market rate. So that means, yeah, I earned my money because I probably paid, what, 280 for it. Wow. So I earned my money, but I didn't gouge you for it. So I right. think that that's a good scenario what's even yeah. going on in the real estate market right now. But if somebody <laughs> outside of you I want my four fifty. I might need that five hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. When it's outside of our community, like it, where we live in Gentile lands, we can charge Gentiles whatever we want. Actually, actually, but when it comes to one of us Israelites that is living Torah in our community, mm -hmm. that's a whole different game. Now we're now we're bound by the Torah, right? Yeah. But okay. in our ethics of our business, we must treat people fairly. In business, if we say we're going to do a thing for, we have to do it, right? Okay. So, so again, interest is okay 
again, the Torah says a fifth part. So if you borrow a hundred thousand, you got to pay me one hundred twenty-five thousand. All right, one hundred twenty-five, right? Because that's the fifth part of it. Okay, and, but you can't go over that because then you get into usury. So the Torah actually gives us a a fence on how to do that, how it works in oh. our community. So again, our business ethics, we have to be above board. We can't have hidden small print. Hmm. Okay. No okay, that problem. makes sense. Okay. I think I think we've had some good conversation um, today, um, mm -hmm. and we need to have these conversations. These are things that's going on in our community that we need to talk about and uh, not down in the, the church or anything, but they're not having these conversations with people. Mm -hmm. It's just a good feeling. And then you walk outside and that, and then you've left out here in, the, in this land again in warfare. Mm -hmm. We have to have these conversations on what's going on in our community. And we have to put it biblically, match it up of what happened and how they got out of it. And how are we going to get out of this? Yeah. Well, well, I'll say that. Uh, Sister Daniels, did you yeah. have a question? I hear you too. Yeah, I just wanted to, I guess, um, I guess from my methodical standpoint, I wanted to, to clarify something. Because I think the realm that Griff was in, he was talking about profit. Like what he was talking about was more profit because there's, there's operational costs, there's profit. And then afterwards comes that interest comes after those things are determined. So that's yeah. where the, the issue starts happening when they start, you know, charging you interest. And that's usually a percentage off of the full price, which includes the, the cost, the operational cost and the profit and stuff. The profit is where you're going to make money. The cost is how, how it ever came to the market. So, yeah. And then after that, so you have to make a profit or else you'll be out of business, but it yeah. should be within reason. Yeah. And then there shouldn't be like usually where, you know, you're like, you know, Rabbi said, gouging, you know, the people. Well, what if, what if it's in demand, Sister Daniels? So let's, that, just talk, let, let's talk about that. So okay. like right now, uh, mm -hmm. like masks, for instance, if you were a mask maker and mm -hmm. you know, mask costs a dollar to make. And so now they're in uh, demand. Do you still charge your Hebrew Israelites the same in Gentiles, the, the extra money? So let's talk about that real quick. Well, that... I would say from based on what I read, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't charge them. You should charge them based on what you know you need in order to be, to remain a going concern while operating in business and, and not lose out, but, but going and say, well, I know this is in demand and everybody wants it. So I'm going to charge them the high price because I could, I believe that's kind of still going in the line of what um, the most high is talking about here that you shouldn't do to your people. Yeah. When you're on the market and you're speaking, Economics, I understand you're talking about, you're talking about, um, I don't want to misquote and say it's micro when it's macro, but it's in, in the, the law demand on economics. Yes, I understand what you're saying. But I think that what Yah is saying is that even so, you shouldn't, not to your people. Yeah, and that's that's exactly yeah. it. We're not supposed yeah. to, if, I, don't, I don't care what the market demands. Once mm -hmm. the price is set, just because they're starting to, don't, don't increase your prices especially yeah. on the on the children of Israel because again the, those things will hurt you you'll, be, you'll go out of business yeah most will put you out of business or he'll yeah. affect your health yeah because you mistreat people or he'll let people rob you your business yes. is robbed. 
and says he sees it and he doesn't take it lightly. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. and the yeah. and the tax your taxes will go up because the government's going to come after you because he's going to allow it to happen. Yeah. See, those are the locusts that yeah, are going to come after you. That's the locust. Yeah. The tax man is a, the locust. And so Minister Griff had a good a good analogy of some yeah. being for twenty dollars over there in China. To get over here to the U.S. it's two hundred dollars because it's in demand, and they gone overnight or some Yeezys. So mm -hmm. we, we're faced with all this craziness. Have you gone yeah. to the gas pump? Have you gone to the gas pump lately? <laughs> Do you yeah. think that's gouging? You better hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it is. You better believe it. Is. <laughs> And the funny thing with our people is what, what happens is it backfires too, because then you go, okay, I could go to these other people if it becomes unreasonable and get this for this price and you're asking me for what? Now yeah. I understand it's it's not perfectly even because there is also like in our operational cost with us, yeah. a, there's a lot going on, which makes us have to sometimes make it a little pricier, but then you know where you're going into, you know, yeah. borderline robbery. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. where it's a price that you have to because you're not able to get it on the market, your materials yeah. in the same way that others may. And it, it goes back again to the social media. Because yeah. we as Hebrew Israelites, we like nice, like nice things. We like yes. fine linen. We like the best of food. We like mm -hmm. the prime. And the social media is saying uh, Louis Vuitton, Yeezys, Jordans are the best. In those Cadillacs, those we want the best. So it, it's let me. We're kind let of let you peek. I'm gonna give you a peek behind the curtain. Let me give you a peek behind the curtain. I was thinking that when, <laughs> when you talk to Jews, when you talk to Jews, they'll tell you if you're if they know you're 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 in you know in Torah and you you've been in the congregation a while, they'll tell you we don't pay retail. Yes, Jews don't pay retail. Uh huh. All right, I'm letting you peek behind the curtain. I'm giving you a peek. Jews and I've do not seen pay it. retail. I've seen it in their neighborhoods. Yeah. All right. Right. The rich yeah. get richer. Yeah. They, they'll say, hey, you're going to have this for free. Just wear it in your video. And so they don't pay anything for it. it happens all the time. Uh -huh. So when I walk in there with my, with my Yipoka on, my Keeper on, I walk up with my Zizis on, I walk in there and I go into the store. If I go into a Jewish owned facility, they're going to give me a good price. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I have to ask for it. They're gonna give it to them. Uh -huh. okay. and, and so, so uh, yeah. Th 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 thank y'all for all this great conversation. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so and just to clarify real quick, the angle that I was coming from and I was thinking about is like when you don't produce anything, all you do is like a like a middleman. I guess my question is, how is a middleman not a tax collector? in the traditional sense because you haven't produced anything. All you're doing is literally buying it at the retail or wholesale price that somebody bought it for, and then you're putting the tax on it and then uh, selling it to somebody else, which is most most of, you know, most sellers are middlemen. And so they're not actually producing the thing. They're just getting it at a price. And then because they secured it and are giving it to you, um, you know, they're able to collect the tax off of it. I mean, this is, you know, uh, a lot of what's going on on Amazon and different platforms like this is, is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. is that person a tax collector or is that no. still good business? He's not a tax collector. He's doing business. When, when we own our shop, Service. when we, mm -hmm. we buy, when we had our, our clothes shop on, I would mm -hmm. buy uh, 
wholesale. So I have to buy so much. And then when I get it, I have them, they'll give me a, a suggested retail price, right? Okay. But when I get it to my store, I might say, well, that, that suggested retail price is not enough. So I might kick it up. I might want 300%. They may give me 200%, you know, markup, but I say, I want to go 300. I can do that in my shop, right? But what I do when, when people come in and they're Israelites, I say, well, I'm going to give you at the suggested retail price. I don't okay. you know, tell other people, I give them that. But other people that are not Israelite, that are not in my community, they're going to probably pay the price that I got on there. My markup, my 300% markup or 600% markup if it's jewelry. All right? And they, so, do it, they do it to us all the time. So that's business. Mm -hmm. I mean, going on please, behind the curtain. All ask the your husband about buying, ask brother, uh, brothers on here, Jerry's on here. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. They have a, a MSRP on them cars, but there's another price that they have when, in the delivery chart for the dealership. There are different prices that they can sell it at. And, and, you know, if you don't know, he can charge you whatever he wants to, right? If you don't know, yeah. but an informed buyer is going to know what that price is that he uh -huh. bought the units for each unit for, and they're going to try to negotiate down to it. Now they got, when the, regular salesman go to you, he gonna say, I gotta go talk to the manager because he knows what the price is I can give you. And he go talk to Jerry, Jerry say, oh man, go ahead and make your 5% or whatever, you know. You know, he can tell them what they can sell. They say, yeah, go ahead and do it. You know, if they gonna buy two cars, they're a regular customer. Okay, go ahead and give them a better price. You know, he, but you know, that's, that's business. That's business. Yeah. Griff, yeah. also I was thinking um, about what, maybe knowing what you're buying in that sense, because I think what is happening is you're like, okay, they didn't make that product. So why am I paying this extra? But the extra you're paying is really like a service fee. Yeah. So you know how like if you pay for an electrician, et cetera, et cetera, you're not going to see the, the physical work. It will be like 75 an hour or something of that sense. So you're paying for the service or the convenience of you being able to go into that set space and find all the things that you want is really yeah. what's happening there or being able to walk into that store instead of having to go into the factory and all that on your own and just pick it up there. So it, it's it's more like you're paying for the service yeah. and service is not always something you can tangibly see, which makes you feel like you're paying for something that they're not doing for you. Yeah. And, so and yes, also, sometimes they overcharge it, but yeah. that is what you're paying for. And, and you have to have cost of goods too, right? What it costs to yeah. deliver it, what it costs to set it up. The shipping and all, all that stuff has to be built. Yeah, shipping, yeah. old shipping. You come from overseas, you got the big shipping. Mm -hmm. Even in domestically, you got shipping and that's passed yeah. on to the customer. Because if yeah. you pay for it, you're going to go out of business quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to pass it on to the customer. You've got to, like I said, you've got to have, okay, I'm going to get a 35 cent. That's my bottom line, 35% or 30%. That's it. Mm -hmm. I, I used to do that all the time in management when I was, you know, in our department for our customers, when they didn't want to pay the service fee. And I, I would already know that, you know, what I want to get out of it, 30% minimum or 50% minimum. But, you know, and I would say, I'd make them feel good. I'd say, okay, I just give it at this price. I knock it out of this. But actually they're still above what I wanted and they're happy. Mm -hmm. But again, mm -hmm. but there's a cost of that good, you know, delivery and all that stuff set up and, you know, insurance, you got to pay your insurance, you got phone bills, you got electric bills, you got all these bills that are all passed on to the customer. Because if you don't, you're out of business. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, these questions may seem kind of rudimentary, but I figure since we talk about it, I just want to get down to the very bare bones of it, you know, just to see like where the line is. And so I, um, I, I, got one, I got one more question. And because, uh, you know, when reading the scriptures, I always try to draw a comparison of like, well, what does that mean today? 
And so we hear the word tax collector and, you know, uh, the New Testament. When you hear the, the, the term tax collector and you think about that term, what would that translate into today? Who would be a modern day tax collector? Would it just be the IRS or, you know, how would that translate into us avoiding that in today's world? It's that the, kind of person. It's the government entities where you live. It's the, it's the IRS. It's the state tax and federal tax. Those are tax collectors. Okay, so it, it, it is yeah. it, it is a, the, the literal state and federal entities. Yes. 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 They said okay. 8%, 25%, okay. whatever they want to set it, that's it. Yeah. Based on your income, that's who you look for. The government. Uh -huh. Government. Uh -huh. That's how you get your roads, your infrastructure. Okay. That's how they pay so, for so, the military. And you know, that's how, how they pay to kill you. And uh -huh. you, you pay tax to get killed. Isn't that something? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. There's some good uh, meat that we've gotten today. Um, we pray that it, it's helped someone and, and that you can let that marinate in your spirit about your plan and how you're going to move forward and uh, getting a plan together and getting some passports together and just sit down and thinking of what you want to do to obtain things on, on how to move forward in your life and businesses and your operational costs we talked about. We talked about life insurance. We hit on so many things in here today mm -hmm. to give you some food to think about and to sit down and think about. That's um, bread. That this, this is all bread right here. Mm -hmm. This is that manna. That manna just coming down. And so uh, Rabbi Avshalom, if you can go ahead and give us a summary. We know we didn't really get into the parashah, but we did. Yeah. I kept re I kept reflecting back to it. Yeah. Um, and so if you can go ahead and give us a summary and then we want to go into our closing prayer. Yeah. Well, this this was all parish. All this that we talk about today was the parish. Mm -hmm. Basically, it was. But the things we want to realize that seven years, every seven years, this year is a Shemitah year. Mm. OK, and this year, you know, you can forgive that. What happens is this year, actually, if somebody owes you, they can pay, you know, in those days. They were in debtor's prison or they owed somebody and they became servants to other Israelites. They could buy the, they could pay their debt and get out in the seventh year. But if they mortgage their land after 50 years, the year of Jubilee, they they have the it's all given back in the 50th year. It all goes back so that no Israelite could lose their land because all the land belongs to the Lord. That's what this parish is about. The Lord owns everything in our business ethics uh, amongst us as Israelites. We have to treat each other with respect. And when a brother falls in the, in the bondage or bondage, which is in debt, we're supposed to help them out. Right. That's what this is about. Taking care of ourselves, our business ethics, all that we're not supposed to misuse or abuse each other in business. And remember that we are to rest in the seventh year, let the land rest in the seventh year so they can re, reju it can rejuvenate itself. You can still eat some of the fruit, but you just don't go out planting and you don't harvest it to sell because it's free to everyone. But we're not farmers today, right? We're in a strange land. But in the root of the matter is we treat each Israelite differently than the world system. We help each other out if they, if the, if they over debt, we try to pay our debts as much as we can, but if it's too much for you, we have to give, be merciful, be merciful toward each other, okay? So that's what this is all about. How do we apply this today? We just talked about it. 
in conversation, how do we apply this parashah today where we are in this land? We just talked about it, you know. Uh, we talked about it all through this session mm -hmm. about debt and setting plans. All that stuff is in there. You set your plan so you don't remain in poverty in a place that you don't belong. That jubilee means going, getting out of debt, getting back to your homeland. That's mm -hmm. what it's talking about. Getting back to what is yours. Okay. So we apply this in our lives today. Okay. Thank you so much, Rabbi Afshalom. Uh, we thank you for the word. We thank everybody uh, who has some questions, who has some suggestions, who, who gave us the bread. Um, we thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Share the episode. Leave your email address. Uh, join us. Come on here. Ask questions. Uh, Minister Jerry, if you can go ahead, if you're able to, uh, and do the closing prayer. We thank God for healing. We're claiming it. When Minister Jerry, he rang the bell the other day for his final radiation. Right. Him and his twin uplifted in uh -huh. prayer. Um, that cancer is, is nothing but a devil itself. And so yeah. we rebuke the, the, that cancer also. And so we're just going to keep fighting. That's all we can do and put it in Yahweh's hand. Yeah. So, Minister Jerry, if you're able to do the closing prayer, please. Okay. Uh, Father, we come in the name of you. We come in the name of your son, Yeshua, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. Thank you, Father God, for the opportunity to worship you and the opportunity to fellowship and study your word, Father God. We know that your word is true. To accept for your son, Jesus the Christ. Father, we thank you again for your love, your peace, for shedding your blood on the cross that we may be saved, but by uh, giving your body broken that we might be healed. And these things we ask in your son, Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 In your name, amen. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to serve you. We thank you that the word has gone out. Um, we thank you that this would enhance people's lives. Uh, we thank you that we're growing spiritually. We ask that you watch over those families who suffer and that continue to suffer as far as uh, with these, the blood that was shed this past week. Lord, just put a shield of protection over your people. We know that you're already doing it, but we're speaking it. Uh, we're keeping the Sabbath day holy. We're facing East. And we're teaching our fruit. That's what we're in position, Lord. And we thank you. We claim it. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday. We love you. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.